Welcome to Lanarcanum, the city of magic. Built around the Everspire, the city shimmers with arcane energy. But that kind of power brings trouble. Trouble that sometimes seems to spawn from thin air. And no one knows trouble better than a Lanarcanum high guard. The LAHG is comprised of several divisions, but of particular interest is the Special Visions Unit. The SVU deals with the strangest and most convoluted cases in Lanarcanum. This is one such case. Today's episode, Not All That Glitters. Uh, welcome to Lawful and Orderly. This is uh, episode 9 of season 2, Not All That Glitters. I am Andrew J. Young, your DM for tonight. And without further ado, allow me to introduce our players. We have Scott Brown playing the cheerful halfling ranger Ellen Brownfeet and their companion Bark the Dog. Say hi, Scott. Howdy, all you kids out there on Radio Land. That is right. We also have Marty McGuire playing Aaron Tweet Twilson, a human bard, acrobat, and former member of the Traveling Twilsons. Say hi, Marty. Howdy do, all you childrens out in the radio places. Oh, we're getting uh, chomping on some flavor there. And last, but not certainly not least, we have the triumphant return of Jeffrey Copeland uh, as Shannon, uh, taking on the role of Shannon Sparks' fashion-forward half-unicorn cleric. Say hi, Jeffrey. Hi, Jeffrey. <sighs> yes. We are, we are very pleased to have uh, Jeffrey back with us tonight. And uh, unfortunately, we do not ha- we do not have Clara tonight, um, but that's okay. We're still four 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 person party, and we are still ready to rock and also to roll. Uh, let's 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 take a you know this has been a great introduction, very exciting. Lawful Morally, as you well know by now, is a lighthearted uh, fantasy police procedural. We're playing fifth uh, edition Dungeons and Dragons, kind of. Um, the most important part is that we roll skill checks, and that when we're wrong, we sort out how the players get that information anyway. Uh, using the scales of justice, track successes and failures from the dice, and at the end of the episode, you, the Twitch audience, get to decide whether the people we've apprehended and are putting up for conviction are guilty or innocent. And now, we're, we're going to jump, we're going we're to do some questions. We're going we're gonna to get to know our characters a little more. Scott, Ilan, for the past several weeks, has been busy tracking down escaped convicts from the Abracatraz breakout. Uh, have they caught any? And if so, who'd they catch? Uh, yes, um, Ilan has, has caught a, a number of, of suspects from the Abertraz breakout. However, um, she's she's caught only the um, some some of the the like uh, kind of kind of awkward cases to prosecute. For instance, uh, Mr. Fred Wilson, um, who was uh, convicted and sent to Abercatraz seven years from now of murder and atrocities, which is really challenging to resend them back, given that they haven't committed their crime and and they're actually a younger person still here in town and and are are up on the straight and narrow. So so there's there's some confusion there. Ilan uh, uh, has also captured uh, Whitebeard the pirate, the uh, famed pirate of time and space. Um, but uh, unfortunately, Ilan. Uh, uh, due to a sort of a, a, a bet that, that, that says that, you know, if, if I win, then, then I get to take you back to Abercatraz, but if you win, I have to serve on your time-space crew for a year, right? Uh, Ilan lost and then had to serve on the time-space pirate crew for a year and then came back the day that she left, uh, amazingly not having learned much or grown as a human being, just with some stories that, that she's not that much into saying. And, uh, yeah, Bark uh, uh, was left behind, tragically, so uh, Bark's still the same age. Okay, so Bark was left behind when when Ilan returned went off to do space time adventures. Yes, and so when Ilan returned, Bark uh, Bark had Bark had not aged during that time. Correct. Perfect. I thought you said Bark. I thought I'm worried Bark no. had been left behind on a space time pirate ship. On a space time journey. I'm very concerned about that. <laughs> now, uh, Shannon has been gone for a few months, and uh, if I if I understand correctly, she's been on a religious fashion sabbatical for these three months. God, she was. It got really crazy. Uh, yeah, I, I understand that she saw, uh, got wrapped up in and solved a number of unlikely crimes uh, along her trip. So why don't you tell me of the entire trip, not just the crime-solving aspect, but potentially what has been her, what was her favorite moment of this this religious fashion sabbatical slash murder she wrote file type uh, crime-solving spree. Yeah, so Shannon probably wouldn't want me to mention this, but uh, she found love on the on the journey. Yeah, 
she found love. Uh, there was a quite attractive half-pony, half-person also studying at the fashion school of, of Versace. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it didn't work out. Um, let's say he liked to pony around, so that relationship was cut short, but she was able to solve a murder in the, in the meantime. It was good. Oh. Yeah, you just you when you get into a relationship, you have to know what are the stakes and and what what are you you all both have to be in the same relationship is the thing. And it sounds like something. Yeah, it sounds like uh, this gentleman and Shannon were not in the same relationship. So, uh, they weren't actually. I think it's because she started off all like cool, like oh, I'm here to learn about the Lord and sewing, and he was like okay, but like he just wanted to learn about everyone's sewing and needles, if you know what I'm saying. Sewing yeah. his wild oats, as it were. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, and just to reaffirm, uh, <laughs> I believe that the, the primary deity worshipped uh, by the Church of Fashionology is Tira Banquez, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the fiercest, it, Tira. Among the fiercest uh, deities, they're definitely the fiercest fashion deity. Oh my god, have you seen their 2018 line? It's just like they're bringing back the retro with like the, the pointed collars. So. Oh yeah, uh, and she's spiked been, armor everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Uh, yeah, it is. It is yeah. impressive and intimidating. Mm-hmm. Don't wear your coat inside out. But she's happy to be back for sure. Excellent. Everyone yeah. is happy to have her back, I'm sure. But before we before we rejoin our our detectives, I think I hear the telltale ringing of the bell that indicates that our local nowsayer has an announcement to make. Hear ye, hear ye! I'm Skip Skyseeker, now Sayer 5 with your morning news. If you're hearing me for the first time, you can thank the Red Inquisition, who bestowed upon me an enchanted speaking cone that allows my voice to echo across all of Lan Arcanum even now. Hello. And now the news! After another tumultuous night of rioting, the Red Inquisition has allegedly detained 47 more rioters, bringing the count to 297 detainments in the last week. The High Dragon's moral, mortal mouthpiece, Norberta Drake, issued this brief statement. These rioters are nothing more than criminals and anarchists. The High Dragon, whose heart is as golden as his scales, is fair and just, and the loyal citizens of Lanarcanum believe in him. The wizened old bearded men on mountaintops issued a public condemnation of the High Dragon's administration yesterday evening. Shortly thereafter, the Red Inquisition launched an inf official investigation into the wizened old bearded men on mountaintops, <laughs> alleging that these magical mavens might well have been behind the Abracatraz breakout. The Red Inquisition might be relying on new allies in that investigation, Deputy Inquisitors. Over the last week, dozens of citizens of Lanarcanum have been deputized and given minor powers and authority. We can only hope that all of our police forces are working to help bring peace and justice to our home. I'm Skip Skysayer, Skyseeker, now Sayer 5, and that's all the news that's fit to shout. Now, <laughs> how, how do I turn this off? Do I just... Oh, no. There's a, no, there's okay, a, okay. a rune in you. Perfect. 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 Uh, so, Shannon Sparks is back. The High Guard headquarters, which is new to her, this is, this is, the, this is the new one, uh, it's kind of dumpy. Oh. Uh, everyone else seems to have gotten used to it, but he, but Shannon can see that it it is. Uh, Shannon can see it for the under budget, falling apart mess that it is. Whoa! Uh, so, Ellen, like, what happened here? Like, what? It's only been a couple months. Like, did they just just stop accepting taxes, or what's going on here? Well, the the I mean. You, I don't know if you recall that the office melted, but but when we built it back, there, there was uh, you know it was kind of lowest bidder, and uh, so so I I thought you'd like that that rainbow poster uh, in in your your uh, locker because it, it but you can't move it because it's a load bearing poster. A load bearing poster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of here that's. Um sort of more for show than than for for holding a lot of the pillars especially oh mm -hmm. oh that makes sense okay so yeah. it, it was it just like budget cuts or uh yeah i mean the uh the high guard was riding pretty high and the mayor's office wanted to uh to get us a a, a new new place yeah. back on the old place just like the old one but uh very compressed time yeah. schedule 
Yeah, so unfortunately the uh the mages who were doing the reconstruction, well, they they kind of uh did a rush job. Mikhail occasionally says that there might be a guild crime involved, but I don't know. I I kind of like it. It's I mean, when the wind blows, you you, you it kind of rocks you to sleep. Oh, yeah, you probably oh. shouldn't sleep here, Ellen. Just Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. More coffee. Uh, yeah, the coffee machine has uh, made it back. It still works. Oh, Can that's make good. You Actually, are you managing the the old addiction okay with the beans? How's that coming, Aaron? I know you oh, have a thing. Oh, not, yeah. No, it's the same. <laughs> that's good. That's... Anyway, can I make you some? I'd really like to make some. Yes. And if I make it for you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, hello, <laughs> is there a Shannon uh, Sparks here? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think somebody's calling me. Oh, hi. I think ah, he's hello. French. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Clackarack. He is a uh, goblin uh, certified messenger. Uh, and you, you, I think you've seen him before, but uh, it's, it's been a long time. Uh, he, he, does, he works a lot of jobs, but primarily a certified messenger. Ah, yes, I'm Spox. Uh, I understand uh, I have a message here for you from uh, the office of uh, Mayor Adame Sauvage. Uh, and uh, I'm supposed to deliver this to you, and I need you to sign for it, and then uh, I can be on my way. I have uh, many more deliveries to make today. Okay, I can sign for it. Okay, yeah, yeah perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a hoof print, but that will do just fine. Yeah, okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, of uh, everybody has their own signature. All right, uh, over, and he uh, scoots away. Um, so what he has brought you is, in fact, uh, a message from the office of the mayor, signed by the newly appointed wow. deputy mayor, uh, Vizerian Drake. Um, that um, couldn't. In a roundabout way, in sort of official bureaucratic uh, bureaucratic way, informs you that um, when the High Dragons administration came into office, the chief was required to resubmit the officer registry to the mayor's office, uh, who would in turn submit it to the Everspire for approval and verification. But there was a clerical error, and you are you have not been reinstated as an officer of the High Guard. Um, so you will have to clear that up with the Department of Official Registry and Bureaucratic Formality, uh, of course, known as known far and wide as the DORBF. <laughs> so you will have to go there to, to sort that out. Um, but uh, until then, uh, you are you are uh, allowed to work uh, alongside your fellow officers at, at the chief's discretion. Oh, oh, oh well. The... Okay. Here, here, have have some coffee. I know that's rough news. Thanks. Why is the cup half empty? I don't. Sorry, I uh, I was holding mine, but I finished it, and I wasn't sure which one was mine. Um, I can make you some more. No, no, no. This is fine. Thank you. Okay. Sparks, Ellen, Brown V. Oh, chief. wait. As the name, Sparks, Brown V. Twilson, get in here. <laughs> I'm all flustered. I'm Bark. You too. <laughs> I didn't forget about you. I mean, that's what I was confused about. I said Ellen and Brown V. I was thinking. Mark. Okay, <clears throat> uh, Sparks. Uh, before I get into this, uh, make sure you uh, you go down to the Dorp and uh, they've got some paperwork for you to fill out. I understand uh, there's been a clerical screw up uh, of a massive nature with your with your officership, but uh, they've told me about it. And as far as I'm concerned, you're still you're still allowed to work uh, work alongside your fellow officers. Uh, and in the interim, you still have your same officer powers and duties, uh, and Good your pay will be retroactive for hours worked. So, oh, but it shouldn't okay. take too long. It should, you should be able to sort it out today. Is what they told me. So, so uh, just for the day, we have to call her rookie, or how does the protocol work there? I mean, do we have to rehaze no, her? Just, I don't. I don't know well, how no. the paperwork goes. She'll be. She'll be reinstated. So she won't. Yeah, but, she but while she's not reinstated, <laughs> she's like uninstated. So, so do uh, she's technically to... being. She's technically. Uh, if she's not reinstated for whatever reason, she's technically acting as a consultant detective. If she's reinstated, she will be have retro re, will have been retroactively working as an officer of the high guard. Do I still get a discount at the cafeteria downstairs, or? Um, what you'll have to there's a reimbursement process. So right now, today, you won't get a discount, but if you save your receipts, you bring them back the, the bursar. The bursar will uh, process them and issue the reimbursement on your next paycheck. That sounds like okay. a problem for Mikhail. Just leave it on his desk. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, Officer Pavlovich. Officer Pavlovitsky, which I'm sure will be happy to, uh, to help you with that. Uh, but in the meantime, we have a guest, and uh, she, in her, um, she's in a uh, very squat, uh, uh, well, no, a very, technically a very tall but very wide uh, baboon uh, sort of <laughs> body. Uh, so she's not necessarily like seven or eight feet tall, but she is 
like six feet tall and very wide, or a uh, uh, orangutan rather, a very very wide orangutan. Um, and she gestured with her extremely long arms to uh, Archibald, who was standing there with a with an orb. Hello, everyone. Uh, hey, Archie, how you doing? Hey, Arch. Uh, well, hey, Bill. Oh, and, uh, Clink. Uh, um, I've never, I've never cheered with a mystical seeing orb before. Interesting. Uh, I have is that brought, bad luck? I'm not. What is? Uh, yeah. Only if you spill wine on it, and then it's very bad luck because it's sticky and hard to remove. Oh, yeah. oh you should so don't let's not do that. Maybe yeah. we should not take any chances. But I have a very important vision to show you. Uh, they're all important, but this one is also important, just like all <laughs> the others that are important. Of course, it shares yes. equal importance, and it's equal in portents. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Archie! I don't get it. Uh, is that like uh, a shipping get... joke? Are there ports? No, I'm... never mind, Officer Brownfield. Oh, Let's okay. all just put our hands on the orb. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I got chocolate on mine. Oh, oh. no, chocolate is oh no. I think it was chocolate. Uh, okay, so as you oh. <laughs> once you wipe, once you, oh. wipe, you wipe suck a spot clear of the orb, uh, and everyone is touching it, you find yourself uh, drawn into a vision. Uh, Shannon, it's been a while, but it works exactly the way it's, it feels like slipping into a comfortable pair of old, uh, like jeans or, or uh, sweatpants or something. It's just like, ah, this is perfect. Uh, you, you, it's dark. Um, it's uh, by the by the by the light. You can tell that it's late late night, early morning, uh, and a half orc figure with a long beard ducks into an alleyway. Uh, their breath ragged and coming in heavy gasps. Their once ornate robes are singed and tattered, and their beard is still smoldering. They're desperately clutching something to their chest. Footsteps echo, <clears throat> Footsteps echo loudly as a group of black-clad figures dash past the alleyway. And the runner breathes a sigh of relief. They rip off their smoldering, completely fake beard and uh, hold out their hands to look more closely at what they're holding. A curved, golden object the size of a dinner plate. It's streaked with dark red and... Uh, it's streaked with dark red, and the half-orc pulls out a sharp, glowing knife to examine it. Uh, the magical knife is able to peel off the rest of the gold to reveal a, a that the object is a deep blood red underneath. Uh, but as soon as the enchanted knife touches the blood red material, uh, the point breaks off, and a shower of, a shower of sparks shoot out. Oh! Uh, before this figure can run, the black-clad figures have appeared and surrounded them. You would have done better to stay on your mountain, old fool. One of the figures, a shorter squat woman, says as she pries the blood-red object away. You, <clears throat> you can't keep this quiet. I'll tell everyone. The city will know the truth, and then... But the black-clad figure's laughter interrupts the half-orc's speech. No, you won't tell anyone, and by the time anyone else figures out the truth on their own, it'll be too late. Uh, you are seeing this from behind the, the black-clad figure as she draws something from her belt and brings it down onto the half-orc's head. The half-orc collapses to the ground instantly, and the scene dissolves to shadow. Ah, it was a particularly gruesome and cold-blooded murder, it seems. Yeah, no no good. Uh, I guess... Guess Skip Skyseeker was uh, wasn't kidding. Red Inquisition has taken down those old bearded men on the mountaintops. Although uh, maybe, maybe they were infiltrating somewhere they shouldn't be. Nino, no, come I don't here. Know about that, but you're not wrong. Nino, come here. Was. That was Jaina. Get out of there, Nino. The leader of the wizened old bearded men on mountaintops. Nino. They've oh. been increasingly politically active in the last few months. Uh, and the chief chimes in, yes, uh, her death could sow t quiet terror among the people or could incense the city into chaos. Either way, we've got to find out who's behind it so that we're ready to deal with the aftermath. No, oh, no. Well, the, the, the dark, the, uh, the, the figures dressed all in black, uh, and that didn't look like any uniform I recognize. No, it wasn't the outfit of the Red Inquisition. But they did seem to be wearing. It was. It did seem to be some sort of uniform. They were all dressed alike. Uh, in fact, uh, in fact, Aaron, uh, you recognize uh, this outfit. It's the same style of outfit that uh, the assailants were wearing uh, only a week ago in the great dirigible uh, oh. chase. So it's the dirigible. The, the, what we know about them, and it's not much. They're 
likely hired hands from MatPat. There. Yeah, it makes me wish. It makes me wish Aloe were here, but uh, she requested personal leave uh, uh, on short notice yesterday morning, and uh, oh. uh, she'll she'll be out for. Uh, well, she didn't say, but uh, at least a couple of days. I haven't heard from her since she requested leave. But uh, that's inconvenient. Oh, wow. I hope she's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she would have really been able to help us figure out who these people are. Yeah, it would have had uh, bad luck on our part, certainly. Well, I I think I mean it's 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 a good clue that they're after a giant chocolate magical dinner plate that was wrapped in foil, right? I mean, we unwrapped did, it in foil, and then it was like... It seemed to be foil, but then the, the stuff inside... Is, is, is it like red chocolate or something? are you eating, Officer Brownfeet? That was the color of blood. I'm worried about your candy habits. Plus, uh, if, you, if you're eating chocolate that can make the, the point of a knife explode, I'm, wor- I'm really worried about your general intestinal tract. So, uh... We can talk about something else than my diet. <laughs> uh, yes, well, I think maybe you better talk about it elsewhere. Uh, that, of course, I don't know if uh, any of you have been down to... Man, it really would have been great to have Aloe on this. Uh, that was... Uh, I believe that alleyway was in yeah. Mini Matbat, uh, which is uh, downtown sort of a cultural... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Right on the corner day. from Little Matbat? No, no, no. Not, that's not right at all. No, that's that's uh, that's a Ellen, restaurant in Mini Matpad. It's Little Matpad, right? No, I don't think that's right at all. That's in a different there's, part of town. There's Little oh. Bretagne. Oh. Little Bretagne. Oh, oh, but that's yeah, also right. not nearby. Oh, Mini no. Matpad is a small, it's a, a few a few blocks, uh, it's a small neighborhood where, uh, in the last few months, is the residents of Matpad have sort of uh, moved in. They sort of congregated sure. there, just as forming their own sure. sort of niche community inside of like, Arcanum. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Go, go, go investigate. Mm. Oh. Sorry, uh, Chief. Is... Yes, Chief. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. It's been, oh no, it's in the center of your head, Sparks. It's been a while. She, uh, Chief, she's, she's got the, the horn. She can't. Well, but she's, oh, well, it's fine, whatever. Well, well, maybe we'll put you back through uh, uh, basic uh, when you, when you I mean, I could, do you, I mean, do you want me to do like, I can do like a double, double hook. No, I just, you'd never had that. a problem doing it before, I didn't think, but uh, it's been a while. No, so, Chief, you know. Chief, she, she did. It's, every every single time. This? It was, it was like every time. Yeah. HR, HR said not to bring it up anymore, Chief. Oh, yeah, I, I don't that. Actually, I mean, yeah. No, actually, now I'm going to... Okay, well, Sparks, they, Officer Sparks, thank you very much. I will uh, begin working on my formal apology, and they will be on your desk uh, by the end of the day. I um, mean, I, so I, feel, I, I feel a little hurt right now, Chief. I'm no, like, should I, I maybe understand. stay in and for a while within, and work through this? Well, you're within your rights to speak to HR, um, and if you do, you can also know that I'm already working on my formal apology. Uh, and, of course... Uh, and of course, that does mean ice cream Sunday. Um, oh! At, at a time of yes, at a time of your choosing, you may of course uh, come into me, and we will uh, each have an ice cream Sunday and have a wrap session. So, just uh, oh, like, not now. Like, oh, okay, got it. Any other time of your choosing, Sparks. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> and she 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 shoes oh, you out of her office. Doubting yourself. Okay. 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 Oh. Well, that was very awkward with the, the hooves and the horn and the salute and things. I'm glad I don't have to be a part of that hierarchy and and those ritual salutations. Uh, Archie, I, I think you'd be great in administration. You should think about it. Yeah, yeah. I perhaps could answer the, the, the tweeters or run the administrative desk, the front desk. I feel like you've got managerial abilities. You maybe you could like administrate some of the other seers. You could be sort of like a seer's seer. Mm. I, oh, I could, I could no. really see you in that role, but I guess if you can't see you in that role, then maybe it's not destined to come about. Well, and seers don't generally get along, and we all. And if there's anyone, I would say probably Savak Kavas as the most elder among us. But uh. Uh, you remember Savak. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. No, nope. anyone, anyone but that. Of course, uh, yeah. Hefty goblin fellow. I don't care for him at all. Grinkle, uh, uh, grin, grin, grin yeah. I don't remember his name. It's terrible. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, I have a date, a hot date. Oh, so Archie! Really? All right. Don't keep me. Oh, oh, yes. nope. What happened while I was gone? What did I miss? Hot Francine date. and I are going out for a romantic brunch. 
Francine. Wow. That's, Who's the lucky that's lady? Francine. That's so unexpected. Oh, Francine. She sounds older. Francine. No, we, we, we've met Francine. She she was the uh, receptionist at, at the Meatpackers Union. And she was she the works. receptionist. She works, at, she works everywhere. Oh, my God. A weird cult Francine. place where names. She wears a lot of hats. Oh, You're dating more, Francine? More particularly, she oh, wears the same slow hat in a her. lot of different places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, it's, we're taking it's good it advice, slow. Shannon. Yes. Goodness. Well, advice officer. Well, goodbye. Bye. Bye, Good And he's, he swoops uh, out of the, uh, smoothly out of the uh, headquarters. Well, um, so, little Matt Bat. No, no. Matt Pat Jr. No, mini mini Matt mini Matt Pat. Right, right, right. It's, uh, yeah, they just put the the sign up. So it's, is, uh, is that where the the Maxi Matt Pat uh, store is? Is that? No, no, I'm afraid not. No, that's also another no. part of town. I just I feel like I don't know the part of much of town except the. Park. It's uh, one of the other uh, <clears throat> one of the other officers who happens to be walking nearby says, uh, uh, "Twilson's right. It's the mini Matt Pat. They just put the sign with the the hammer. It's like a big." It's like their whole symbol for like their town and like kind of on everything over there. Never seen a hammer on a like outside of the Smiths district. There's like a lot of hammers and mini Matt Pat. It's their shtick. Huh. Okay. Hammer. Right. Like they've got a sandwich shop that serves sandwiches in the shape of hammers. You never really, you really, I don't, you're not following. That, that doesn't sound familiar. No, I, I, I feel like, you know, you, you live in the city your entire life except really just the last couple of years. You live in the city last few years, and then and you never do these tourist things. I don't know. That's weird. Well, if you ever get down there, try the ham, uh, try the hot hammer and cheese sandwich. It's delicious. Hot hammer and cheese. Oh, well, we're, we're going there now. So yeah. Thanks, well, thanks for the maybe tip. Off, maybe off duty. Well, that's fine. I guess whatever. Sure. Eh, sure. Sure. Special visions unit officers get to eat sandwiches on duty. That's fine. All right. Well, we were having a friendly moment, but if you want to take it this Ooh, way, that's fine. hot ham. No, it's fine. We'll see cool. you later. Yeah, bye. It is great. Take it easy. It's so great. Okay, so you guys, you guys hop in a carriage, uh, requisition a carriage, and uh, make your way down to Mini Matbat. Uh, and that, in fact, was that the, Ollie Uento? Uh, you know. That, that, oh, sorry. Anyway. Oh, I, no, I don't, I don't think it was. He looked very similar. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he has a cousin that works in the station. I believe. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. The Uendos are they're, they're they're a big clan. While so while while we're in the uh, the cab ride, um, uh, Aaron Aaron kind of like has everyone lean in to whisper so the cabbie doesn't overhear, uh, and he says, L- "Listen, when we faced off with, with these figures last week, they said they were working for the dragon. Now I I don't maybe it's a different dragon than you know the high dragon, but." It's it seems pretty shady, so we might want to be on the lookout. Like th- this could be some kind of like secret deep government thing. That seems bad. <gasps> it it could be. So how how do we arrest a secret, secret government thing? Anyway, there's the hammer. You can see it right there on the sign. Oh oh yeah, look look at that. Oh yeah, you guys ever been down to Mini Matbat before? No. Uh, no, first time. Oh, it's great down here. They're real nice. Uh, the little inclusive, little exclusive, uh, like with people. But uh, as long as you got money to spend, it's great. They got like the sandwich shops. They got like uh, Smithies. They got the laundry places. They got the. Do I have to dress nice? Is like that two different exclusive? laundry places. What? No. No. Oh, you okay. Can. No, I'm, I don't. I won't. Shannon's your, dressed well enough for all of us. That feels like that lady. The, yes, ma'am. You've got very good taste in fashion. Oh. I spent I spent my childhood in the church I mean, of fashionology. Thanks. Yeah, this is. I just threw this on. Well. Oh, did you? Uh, I don't believe. Those yeah, well, yeah. Oh. It's a it's a family okay. thing. At this, it's it's. I'm not a practicing fashionologist. More of a. It's more like a lip service kind of. I go, you know, a couple times a year, on Fashion it's Easter and Fashion Week. <laughs> fashion Easter. You're, you're like a like a weekend fashionista. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're like you're like a you're you're a you're a priester, right? Christmas and Easter kind of fashionologist. I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fa- they're Just fashionista. Like there you go. Fashionista, okay. you got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's uh, it's been a long time since I heard that joke. Okay, we're here. 
You got money, oh, oh, or is this like oh, a... Uh, no, no, we, we just have these pieces of paper, and I don't know how to fill like them out, this. so here you go. Oh, yeah, Bark, this is, is Bark here? Uh, yeah, 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 Bark, Bark's uh, been hanging his head out the, the back, her head out the back. Yeah. Bark's having a, Bark is very much enjoying themselves. I'm very much enjoying herself. Uh, this guy seems very un, oh, Bark. Uh, unexcited about having paper to fill out, but... Yeah. So, uh, good luck with the paper. We, um, yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, uh, um, yeah. Enjoy Real being reimbursed. Bye. Uh huh. Not doing this again. You find yourselves in mini match batch, and with just a uh, few short minutes of looking around, you are able to track down the alleyway uh, where the vision took place. And sure <laughs> enough, uh, behind a trash can, you find the. The corpse of Jaina Starheart. <gasps> oh no, we were too late. Oh. Well. Maybe I shouldn't have asked oh. that cabbie for the tour. Oh no. It's it's all right, Ellen. It probably already happened by the time we saw the vision. Okay. Yeah, it's well. mid morning now. All right, right, all right. Well, I'll start with procedures, and uh, Ellen gets out, finds a stick. And uh, prods the body to ensure that it's dead. Excellent. All right, that's step one done. Um, anyone bring their procedure manual? I've, I've, I'm kind of rusty on this. I've been chasing live criminals. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> oh my um, god, good police work. Good thanks. job. Uh, so, um, still she, got it. Uh, oh, it's just like slipping on, slipping on an old glove that fits perfectly well. Or denim, or sweatpants, or like a nice hat. Like slipping on the same overalls you've worn literally your entire life. Oh, let's that. I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, so yeah, so uh, there's a corpse um, with a wound. Uh, there, there are. Uh, there's the scene which someone could potentially look around at, and there are uh, someone could take a look at the the rest of the body. So like, there's the wound, there's the body, and then there's the scene. Uh, well, Shannon, I'm I'm glad you're back. You, you've got more medical experience than any of us. Maybe you can figure out what they were killed with, or that sounds like a good idea. And 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 I can keep poking the body. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if I poke it, the wallet will fall out, and then we can identify it. Oh. Although we already know who it is. But what if it's uh, <laughs> someone in disguise? That... Okay, I'm gonna keep poking the body. Uh, Shannon, why don't you yeah. give me uh, either a medicine or an investigation check, Jeffrey? Okay, I can do that. Let's okay. see. Perfect. Gotta make it good. Making it good. Making it good. Do it. Do it. And... Ah! Oh, I got a one. <laughs> that was so much build up. That was so much dramatic build up and so much tension. And then for it to be a one. I mean, that's, story of my life. That's super not great. Okay. So, of course, uh, this is lawful and orderly. You are still going to get this information. Um, but now you have to, in some way, uh, uh, embarrass yourself or... Uh, lose a resource or take too much time doing it or in some some other way you pay a cost for for getting this information so uh, i'll give you a second and then I'll, I'll let you decide how do you think shannon figures this okay, information out in so spite of in typical shannon fashion i will go the embarrassment route obviously i expected nothing less Um, uh oh, oh. Well, that's right. I will. Uh, I will. I will help Jeffrey out. Uh, so Shannon, of course, uh, has uh, experience in medicine and in healing from her time as a, a uh, cleric in the Church of Fashionology. But she's a little rusty. Religious sabbatical was very much about. It was half party and half ceremony, and not much practical uh, fashion or practical religion. So. Um, what, what Shannon does is she um, pokes the wound um, with her hoof, 
which is disgusting, which he immediately realizes, like, oh, I, this is terrible. Why did they do this? Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Um, and she spends five minutes cleaning and sanitizing her hooves. Uh, and then as soon as she, like, remembers how to examine a wound, she immediately is able to identify it. Uh, and it is uh, this wound uh, from uh, on Jaina Starheart's head. It's from a hammer, but not a war hammer. Uh, just a regular working metal mallet. Um, very similar to the... Uh, no, I'm sorry. The, it's a regular working metal mallet. Metal mallet. Uh, a warhammer wound would be very distinctive. Um, I like the warhammers that uh, Aloe carries, which is in the matte bat style. Uh, that would have been a very distinctive wound. And this is a much softer, rounder wound that uh, had to have come from so a regular working hammer. Oh my god, this is a much softer rounder wound this had to have come off of a working hammer not a sledgehammer i know that because of my time this summer half partying and half studying oh wow you've you've still got it <laughs> officer sparks yeah that's really deep I unlike that wound too thank you <laughs> thanks aaron so no, um no well, that's yeah. That that probably means they oh were. Oh my god! Killed, I feel like maybe. maybe by... Oh my! I have a crazy idea. Ellen, let me get that stick really fast. Oh yeah, yeah. Here. I don't Thanks. know. If this is perfectly legal. Poke it there. Well, you you don't gain any additional information from poking the wound with a stick, but you've thoroughly ruined Ellen's poking oh. stick. So at least at least I there's that. Sorry, Ellen. That's, that's okay. I mean, that sticks are made to be ruined. That's why we poke the bodies with the stick, right? I guess that so means Ellen, I'm going to have to actually use my hands. Yeah, you don't uh, like her poking stick. Are you? How are you going to examine this, uh, the, this rest of this body outside the wound? Um, mostly by... Um, I, I think Ellen would, would uh, <clears throat> rile through pockets. Like, like basically like look like she's checking somebody through for uh, weapons. And then... Uh, if she doesn't find anything interesting that way, uh, she'll look for tattoos. And then if she doesn't find anything interesting that way, then she'll look for um, interesting shiny objects in the alleyway, like pennies that she might uh, wonder where they came from. Well, uh, since you started with the body, I'd like you to give me yeah. either an an arcana or a religion check, which I think oh. are both your very your strongest <laughs> skills. Absolutely, it's incredible how uh, yeah my my religion is bested only by my arcana. Uh, well, they're both Perfect. in base, so I get a plus zero on that. Uh, oh, exciting. Either check. Here we go. Ah, that's a grand total of seven plus zero is seven. Seven. So oh. uh, Marty can give us another failure on the scale of justice, please. We're up to two. For those of you who uh, maybe don't recall, uh, the scales of justice uh, tell us all how our, our side story will turn out. So um not looking so great maybe for the side story for for poor old shannon but uh but what um what has happened with illin that what what mistake have they made or what way have they embarrassed themselves uh, in uh, getting this information about the about the robes that uh, jane starhart is wearing so uh i mean I, I assume that the the alliance investigation will take you know like 20 minutes or so where we're gonna kind of poke at things and have little side conversations and this and that um, so at some point, uh, Ilan, uh, gets, gets done checking pockets and gets bored and then, uh, does find a shiny penny in the alley and, uh, wonders where it came from and, and notices that it might be a matte bat penny. And so, uh, Ilan wanders off out of the alley to go ask someone, uh, if it's a matte bat penny and, and, and she finds, uh, a, a strange random citizen, uh, of, of, uh, mini matte bat, mini matte bat. Yeah. And, uh, they, they, uh, <laughs> do explain, um. Um, you know, uh, Shauna Philpotts, right? Shauna Philpotts not only explains that the, the, the penny is a Matt Batnian penny and the origin and era of the penny, but uh, after that, Ellen's like, wow, you're really smart. Could could you come help me with this body? Because it's really hard. And, uh... And yeah, Shauna um, looks uh, nervous at his side and um, uh, uh, runs into the nearest building, presumably to contact like the street guard or the uh, deputy inquisitors or someone. No, wait, uh, come back. You just ask her to come look at a, a dead body. Oh. So by the <laughs> time we're getting our back... badges are hard to see. <laughs> by the time you, you did not introduce yourself as a member of the high guard, you just went up to a random person, asked them about the penny, and mm -hmm. then told them, asked them to come look at your dead body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, in retrospect, maybe that wasn't a, a, a good way to get the information I wanted. But somehow, maybe I'll take a second crack at the body, and then I find things. So when you when you get back and uh, refocus your attention, um, you you um, notice something about the robes, which is that they are not even they're not even standard uh, wizard old men on mountaintop robes. They are enchanted robes. Uh, these particular robes are enchanted against fire and against cold. And since they are singed, uh, that means the fire that burned them must have been incredibly hot. Though, you will note that it does not uh, have the telltale signs of the magical ring Vulcan. So, you know enough to know that it was not that particular source of fire, but it was definitely a very, uh, very incredibly hot fire. More than you would get even at your traditional smithing, smithying forge. Oof. So while uh, while Illin is on that adventure, uh, Aaron is going to investigate the crime scene and see if he can figure out uh, something about how many people there were, how they moved, uh, like w- what was going on in, in the scene and what he can find out from the area. All right, you can give me either a perception or a survival skill for that, I think, for this particular. Those are the worst. <laughs> I feel like, uh, yeah, I feel like this was, you guys did not pick your strong suits, except for Shannon, who had bad luck. What is survival? Oh, it's just wisdom. Those are the same, unless you tagged one of them. Okay. I don't know. Uh, well, that's, I have a wisdom of one, so, <laughs> that, uh, of plus one, and I rolled a 15, so that's oh. a 16 total. Oh, man. Aaron is on point tonight. Yeah. Um, so, Aaron immediately identifies, um... A number of boot prints, uh, distinct from the footwear that uh, Jana Starheart was wearing, um, and is able to suss out the, where they came into the alley, where they stood when they entered, and how they left. Uh, and that there were uh, uh, um, four four of these people, and they were all wearing boots with, ste- uh, with steel-reinforced toes and heels. Hmm. Professionals. Hmm. So, uh, all right. Did, did he uh, discover and, anything about where they went next? Um, yes, you did. You can follow those. You can, in fact, follow those boot prints out of the alley, uh, which I assume you might do. I think so. Um, so, um, as you're as you're leaving the alley um, and following the boot prints, you happen to pass by, which I don't think any of you even knew. Give it a second thought. You happen to uh, pass by the Dorf, which, if you recall, is the mm. Department uh, Department of Official Registry and Bureaucratic Formality, uh, where they had specifically asked Shannon to stop by and and sort out some paperwork. Oh, Shannon, you you can you can uh, aren't you? Didn't you need to like dwarf up or something? Like you need to update your yeah. paperwork with the Dorf. Yeah, I should probably go run over there. Uh, so I don't want to have to go solo, but I don't want to like have to drag you guys with me. If you guys, if one of you guys wants to come, you totally can. But like, let's be real. Oh, Bark, are you gonna come? Can Bark come even though he's not a service animal? Is that a thing? He's a he's a public servant animal. Even better, he is. So uh, so Shannon and Bark head off to Dorf. Uh, take a small detour while Aaron and Ellen uh, continue forward. So we're going to follow Shannon and Bark. Um, you enter the enter the dorm uh, dorm building, uh, and a administrative assistant, who you immediately recognize as Francine, um, accompanied by uh, Archibald, who is sitting behind her with a platter of um, hammer and cheese sandwiches. Uh, and she looks she looks at you and says, "Hello." Welcome to the Department of Official Registry and Bureaucratic Formality. How can I help you? Oh my god, hey, how you doing? Big, uh, big player? Big mama player? How's the day I'm going? And she's do- I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm doing well. And Archibald, like, his face flushes a little bit. He says... Oh, this is, I've just brought a brunch. I mean, it's, I, it's kind of a work environment, so it's not really a traditional date. It's more of a, a, 
a lunch, a brunch break, a family, uh, a friend, a friend brunch break. I'm on my brunch break. This is oh, my boyfriend so Archibald. He brought me hammer and cheese sandwiches. They're oh, very guys... delicious. Oh, you guys are boyfriend girlfriend now. Oh, that was fast. It's a very serious relationship. I'm ecstatic. I can tell how serious it is by the excitement in your voice. I've never heard you so over the moon. So I'm glad that it's going well for you. I haven't you been this giddy since I was a schoolgirl. Oh, wonder how many eons that was. Oh, this is Bork. Bark, Bork, Bork. Ah, the dog officer. Ruff. Yes. Friendly, please do not know. Please don't. These are not your sandwiches. Officer, please restrain yourself. Oh, oh, Bye. oh, oh, leave that for Francine. Slow down. Calm down, buddy. He gets excited. You must be here to renew your officerial license registry. Is that right? You know it. That's it, love. That is it. Please, please proceed to the testing chamber. Oh, it's a chamber? That sounds a little intimidating. Okay. So Shannon walks down and she turns around and she like, she gives Francine like a high five gesture for bagging that. She's like, yes. Francine tries to give a fist bump even from like 10 feet away with a warning. <laughs> nice. 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 Uh, so nice. Shannon and Bark, uh, Shannon and Bark go into the testing chamber, which turns out to be a very round, dark room. Uh, and as soon as Shannon uh, and Bark enter, um, the as soon as Shannon and Bark enter, uh, a spotlight turns on in the center of the room and illuminates a chair. Oh, okay. So Giddy Shannon is like, "Oh my God, are we doing a photo shoot?" And she sits down and she's like, "Ready?" No, it's not are you a ready? photo shoot. Uh, the lights uh, at the edge of the the lit space, you see a figure, uh, an imperious sounding figure, well, imperious looking figure, uh, with a half smiling, half crying, like theater mask. Uh, <laughs> and and this figure says, "I am here to ask you a series of questions, which you must answer truthfully and in due speed. And if we find you, if we find your answers acceptable, you will reinstate your officership." Are you prepared for okay. the test? Whoa, slow down, Happy said. Yeah, I'm ready. You're scaring my dog. I think he's raising his paw. I'm not sure. Your dog is not permitted to answer questions or to give you advice during the testing portion of the procedures. Yikes, okay. Uh-oh, but you want to piss him off. He may have this rawhide chewing bone. Aww. Aww. Now, the questions. Okay. What I'm ready. is your name? Uh, my name is Shannon Sparks, but in school they called me Shanny. So, you know. Hmm. What mm -hmm. is your quest? My quest, I mm. to be fashionable and fly and solve mysteries. I mean, what is your favorite color? Oh, that's easy. It's a uh, hot majestic pink. It's called Kiss My Pink, if you are talking about lip shit shades. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How many roads must a man, or a woman, or non-gender conforming person walk down? Oh, so uh, man is three, but woman or non-gender conforming person is six. Because, you know, we're on planet Earth, so there's that. <laughs> How high will the sycamore grow? Uh, Ruff! Let's see. Oh, did, did Ruff? Ruff? Oh. Let's see. Sycamore, sycamore, sycamore. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 12 feet and a possible half. You know, I guess mm. Monsanto, so maybe 20 feet, depending on mm. what where you're talking about, maybe. I don't when know. is a door not a door? Hmm. This stumps many of our brightest and best officers. I shall give you all the time you require to answer this question. When is a door not a door? Uh, Officer Bark interjects inappropriately against the rules of the test. Roof! And uh, illustrates a dog door. 
That is incorrect, Officer Mark. If you're not careful, we will suspend your licensure as well. No, please don't. No, no, no. No, it is the Officer Sparks to answer the question when is the door not at all. I am sorry. I am sorry. I am sorry. Please repeat. Sycamore, 15, maybe 20. Yes. When is a door not a door? A door is not a door when it's being used by the adorned. A riddle Mm, with the riddle. Yes. Interesting. You find yourself... I have another question. You find yourself being tasked by your superior officer to solve a deadly crime of significant importance. Simultaneously, you are ordered by certified writ to report to the door for an increasingly long line of questioning. It appears that the questioning will never end, and every minute you spend away from the case is another minute in which crucial evidence might be lost. What do you do? Ooh, that sounds surprising, surprisingly close to my real life. Uh, I guess you tell your highly trained canine dog to, I don't know, to maybe give the, the questioner some love. I don't know, maybe like a lick on the face if you like it. We'll go from there. How's that? Is that working for you? Got to solve Please be dismissed. Mysteries. You're all dismissed. Please leave. Thank you. Bart, thank you. Do you need like a towel? Here you go. You got some like running off. Yeah, I would They definitely... put the towel under their mask. Like somehow Bart's tongue got <laughs> under the mask. Licked through the mouth hole. It was it was adorable, but this person did not appreciate it. Yeah, I would maybe get a new mask. Just FYI. Thanks for listening to Lawful and Orderly Special Visions Unit. Join our detectives again next time for the thrilling conclusion of Not All That Glitters. Visit us at dndsvu.rpg.academy. Our whole crew can be found on Twitter. Scott is at G-E-O-W-T-F. Jeffrey is at A-T-L underscore Spielberg. Clara is at A-L-O underscore S-E-D-A-1. Marty is at Schmarty. And Andrew J. Young is at That1GM. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review, or tell a friend about the show. Thanks.